Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in Mavs. I'm your host, Alexander Tosopoulos, and I am super excited to be welcoming our new co-host, former Mavs player, former NBA vet, Raymond Felton. Raymond, what's up, man? Man, not much, man. Just trying to enjoy some of this good weather out here, but it's kind of cold, but I'm good, though. Yeah, what? Yeah, what's the status with the Texas weather right now? Oh, man, listen, you you look outside, you think it's 100 degrees, and when you go out there, it's 35 to 40, so, you know, don't... Don't don't let that sunshine fool you. You know, better put a coat on. That's why I moved to California, man. <laughs> oh man, I know you living the life down there. You living the life. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm constantly on a vacation, constantly on an all star break, if you will. Obviously, the NBA All Star break going on right now. Um, <clears throat> first thing I want to ask you: What was your go to routine during the All Star break? Like, what did you did you go back to South Carolina? Did you go to the game? Um, I think, you know, when you were playing with the Knicks, you should have been in the game. Let's be I honest. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, what, what was your what was your normal routine during that time? Um, the only time I ever go, if I'm participating in anything, you know, I played in the Rising Stars game. Yep. So, you know, I went during that period. But um, I, outside of that, um, I didn't really go to All-Star Weekend. I took that time to go see see my family you know yeah like you said, i go back down to south carolina for like two days and then i go hit a vacation somewhere just to get away relax enjoy myself and then those last two days kind of just go hard in the gym working okay out, you know can just kind of keeping myself you know ready ready to play you know so but it's like you only have like a week right so it's like right. how much can you really shorter. sometimes it was shorter back right then. i feel like this is longer than normal way longer yeah they they get way longer now which is good, which is what they should do, which is, they yeah. would, which I wish they would have did that back then. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I really just took time to really go see family, you know, and just, you know, go to, go to some like little high school games and things like that. Yeah. That I, that I, that I didn't have a chance to go, to go do and I didn't have the time for So, um, that's really it. That's did you see, it. uh, did you see what Lucas said just about <laughs> Sunday night? You know, he, he'll play in the game, obviously. And then he said he's headed to Mexico. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, we obviously don't know what he's going to do in Mexico. Like we don't right. know his agenda. Right. Could be could be one of two things. Could be resting, relaxing on the beach. Right. Could be resting, relaxing on the beach and drinking and eating right. whatever he wants. So what do you think about that? Whatever he do, just make sure he just get away from the game for a little bit. Relax yeah. your mind. Just enjoy your time with friends, family, whoever he's going with. Just Get away from the game for a while. Enjoy yourself. You know, whatever it is you do, whatever your advice is, just go have fun and get away from it a little bit. Um, I don't know if I would have told people where I was going, you know. I, I think know that's I told that part of it. But right, um, that's the thing, right? It's like once you say Mexico yeah. and you're Luca, like yeah. people are gonna run away with what they're gonna think about it. Yeah, you're gonna run away with it. Then on top of that, you know, you you know, if you got some real big fans, you know, some people might even try to pull up. That's a great point. You know, that part of it too. So, you know, Luca being that high level type of player, I don't know if I would have said I was going to Mexico, even though, you know, it's still going to be hard to get to Luca. Yeah. If you come to Mexico, but still, you know, uh, you know, some things, some things you should keep private, but you know, right. That's as how long some as these <laughs> youngsters do now, though. Right. As long as when you say you're going to Mexico, you don't say, I'm going to Cancun because we know yeah, what that means, know. right? Yeah. We know that that means that you just lost in the playoffs and that's the that's the first destination that everybody goes to. <laughs> so we, we were, before we hopped on, we were talking about that you got to watch in person that first game at home 
right. with Kyrie and Luca playing together. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, it didn't go their way. There was the kind of debacle at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, last possession, they had a chance to tie it down three. Tough inbounds pass. I think that had a lot to do with just like what was drawn up. Obviously, everything gets thrown in disarray mm-hmm. when the inbounds pass ends up in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Luca and Kyrie like deferring to each other. And obviously, you know, ESPN, all the all the big media outlets had a lot of fun with that one the next day. But what did you see from the two of these guys playing together in their short time? They're they're own three, but are are you worried that things aren't working as they should? Because in my mind, like it seemed like everything was was going according to plan. I mean, these guys have to get used to each other's play style, especially Luca with Kyrie. I think what I saw, and, and I'd love to get your take on this, but like Kyrie has no problem playing with another guy. Mm-hmm. He's done it multiple times in his career with LeBron James, with Kevin Durant. Um, he picks He picks his spots, right? And I think mm-hmm. maybe for him, my thing would be maybe you have to pick your spots a little bit more. You can't be quite as hesitant. Although that that fourth quarter, he went, he went God mode. Like that was unbelievable. Like I can't right. even, it's, it's been a long time since I've seen a guy put up a quarter stat like that. Clay yeah. Thompson is the guy that comes to mind, right? Like Kyrie almost had 30 points in this quarter. He was fantastic in the fourth. No question. And like I said, I got a chance to see that live. And what, what I think to me, the biggest thing with those guys is they really just got to stop deferring to each other and just play. And like yeah. you say, more so Luca than Kyrie, because Kyrie's played with Katie and James. He's played with LeBron. I mean, he's played with guys already that, you know, he understands that I got to share the ball with these guys in order to win. And, you know, this guy can can put up buckets just like I can. So yeah. Kyrie, is, Kyrie has done this before. So Luca got to get an understanding that, look, I'm not, I don't have to defer to this guy because this guy is going to get his no matter what. He has to put that in his head. He hasn't played with a guy with this caliber yet. So outside of Dirk, but, you know, Dirk was, you know, at the end of his career. Right. So, you know, so playing with a Kyrie, you got to understand Kyrie's been here. So do your thing, Luca. Be who you are. Right. Kyrie going to get his. And, you know, when you got situations where you see a Kyrie gets hot like that and you do what he did, then you defer the ball. Right. Because now this guy, you can sit back and get your wrist. Yeah. So because when now when he gets tired, now you take over. But I actually – I don't even think Luca missed a shot in the fourth quarter. I think he took That's three or four. Like he hit, a couple, he hit a couple of spot-up threes and then a mm-hmm. couple of times – he got a weak side rotation and he attacked and drove and he had a, he had a wide open lane. Like, so imagine how dangerous they're going to be when he's going to sit and relax for eight minutes on the court and let Kyrie do his thing. And then now Kyrie gets tired. Now, now you got to deal with me. Now you got to deal with Luca who's, who hasn't been doing this all game. Now he's got a lot of energy for this fourth quarter and he got his legs. So I think overall it's going to be dangerous. And then now that last play that happened, you got two guys who like, now nah, you take the shot. Now you know you take the shot. Now you take the last shot. So they just got to understand is who's the hot guy this night. Right. If it was Luca night, then Kyrie, you let Luca take the last shot. Now, if he gets double teamed and somebody be stupid enough to leave one of y'all open, then, okay, you make the right pass in that situation. And then now you got to take that shot because I know you're a type of player that can hit those type of shots. You can hit game-winning shots. So and you, you saw in that pass. moment that they didn't double team him. They played him straight up. Yeah. And, and they kept just deferring to each other of right. who's going to take this last shot. But Kyrie, you should have took the shot. You was the hot man. Yeah. You know, and granted, Luca didn't miss no shots. But no. use the guy who's been hot all game. You got the momentum. So we're going to no, there's there's mis- There's not missing shots in the fourth quarter. And then there's what Kyrie did in that game. Like You know what I'm saying? So I, I, 
I tweeted this and as a guy who played high school basketball, so <laughs> take that as you will. What there was one possession where he was already in the rhythm. I mean, he he jumped straight into the rhythm as soon as that fourth quarter started. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been off of a steal, but he went full sprint into the pull up three. Yeah, I saw that one. And I was like, people don't understand that that's that might be the hardest thing in basketball to do. One of the most difficult shots you can take. <laughs> the body control that that mm-hmm. takes mm-hmm. is unbelievable. And Kyrie, obviously, like we know, he's so good at finishing around the cup with both hands. Like people say, he's one of the best finishers of all time. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. One of the best ball handlers of all time, but to start and stop and hit a three like that, like I was just like, oh my gosh, if that if this goes in, he's not missing another shot this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there, even more to your point, like go ahead, take that shot. And the one difference between the two guys who've both made so many clutch shots in their in their careers already in Luca's short career um, is that Luca's six eight, right? Mm-hmm. So he can get that shot over guys in a way that Kyrie has to get a little bit more separation to get that mm-hmm. shot off. Mm-hmm. So I think there's always that decision in there. But if people decide to double, like he's if they double Luca and he's got Kyrie on the wing, like we saw what Spencer did when he did last year against that game in Brooklyn for Dallas mm-hmm. and he hit that mm-hmm. buzzer beater. Yeah. Kyrie's gonna hit that every single time. Not every time, but you know, he's gonna hit that more than not. You're gonna like your percentages, you know, for sure. Kyrie taking that shot. Um and they're gonna figure it out. You know, Jay yeah. Kidd Jay Kidd is a great coach and he's gonna do a great job of letting those guys, helping those guys to learn how to play with each other and be themselves while they're playing with each other. You know what right. I'm saying? So yeah, I just think having those – when you got two dangerous guards like that, you always going to give your, yourself a chance to win games. You know, I think it's now it's just all about, you know, who's going to be that third person though. Right. Who's going to be that third person to, like, offset the things they do? You know, is it going to be Christian Woods? Is it going to be Tim Hardaway? You know – yeah, I think. Be, oh, is it going to be all of them? Is it going to be Christian, Tim, Reggie Bullock, Josh Green? Like, right. is it going to be all these guys that's going to be a mixture of just getting 12 points, you know, 15, you know, whatever it is to offset those two guys getting 25 plus a night? You know, who, who's going to be that third person? Or is it going to be a, a just a, a morale of all four or all five? Like, whoever. Like, they definitely going to need somebody else outside of themselves because. You know, every given night, people are going to come in like these two guys are going to get theirs, or we're going to stop one of these guys, or we're going to because it's hard to double team, right? Both both of them can pass, and both of them are willing passers, but both of them still want to score the ball. Yeah. So you know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how these other guys, yeah, which, how these which, other guys play with them. That's 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 the part. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Them right. playing together, I'm not worried about it because you know you got two guys who who really know the game and who can really play, and they both, for what I've seen, can be willing passers. So I'm not really worrying about them two. What can everybody else do around them? That's that's going to be key for me. That, yeah, that, that's going to determine like how far they can go. So, do you think? Because once you get to the playoffs, and I know this team is in the seventh, they're the seventh seed right now in the Western Conference, so they'd be in the playing game right now. Mm-hmm. I expect this team to be a top six seed. I think they should have that expectation for themselves mm-hmm. with a duo like Kyrie and Luca. If they are in a, in a playoff series, you know, you talk about like how the rotation gets gets cut short, right? Your your eight through fifteen typically don't play. 
depending on who the team is. I mean, that Warriors team last year was quite deep. That Celtics team last year that also made the, the finals was also very deep. But I look at, you know, Maxi Kleba coming back, him being healthy, Luca, Kyrie, Timmy, Christian Wood, Josh Green, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, Reggie Bullock, and then my like, so that's that's eight guys right there. Eight yeah, has eight or nine guys, and then like Holiday, who they just signed, right? He he was a buyout guy, but he was only playing fifteen minutes a game in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously he's a three and D guy. And then you've got like Jaden Hardy, but you don't expect much from him as a, as a rookie, although he's shown great flashes, but you're not going to put him in positions where. In the playoff you know, game, in the playoff game, you got to losing Dorian Finney-Smith was big. Right. You know, but obviously when you get a guy like Kyrie, you're going to give up something. And unfortunately you, you gave up two good players, uh, one of them being your best defender. So who's going to fill that spot? And I feel like yeah. Josh, Josh Green or Reggie Bullock, those guys, one of those guys need to step up to be that guy. Like somebody yeah. got to somebody gotta not think offensively. Somebody got to put in their head and look, I'm going to be able to knock down open threes, but my every night is I'm going to stop whoever the opposing guy is. I'm going to make it hard for them. Even if you can't stop them, it's hard to stop guys in this league. You know, right. just too talented. And when you're a guy who's a scorer for a team, you got the green light. So – Hard to stop somebody who has a green light. But with that being said, somebody needs to be like Dorian Finney-Smith every night. Just a, a hard worker, getting you grind. I'm going to make it tough for you every night, um, defensive guy. And I think Reggie and Josh, you know, those two guys need to step up and do that. I feel like Josh has shown that, okay, I can score a little bit. I can do some things. Yeah, you, You've shown the Mavs that. Now show them that. Now that I'm playing with these two guys, I'm gonna be that guy to say, okay, I'm I, I'm gonna be the defensive stopper on this team. I'm gonna be the guy that's gonna harass people every night. That way, you solidify you a spot. And the guys that a lot of guys don't understand that in this league, everybody feeling like it's all about scoring, scoring, scoring. You show when you can score when guys go out. And yeah. Josh did that in Utah when Luca and a couple of guys was out. Yeah, when big he and game. Hardy both had 29 points or whatever it was. Know, yeah, big game, and they didn't think they was going to win. They come out, they beat Utah in Utah, you know, and that's when you show that, okay, I can do this too, but for this team, this is the this is the role I'm going to play. That alone gets you paid. That alone keeps you on a team that's really good, and it gives you a role. So, I don't know. I, I, just, I wish guys would understand that a little bit more. Rather yeah, than, you know, and I get it. Everybody it's tough to when you're not to get paid. Everybody well, also paid, like so get that. it's tough too when like you're talking about you got to be ready, but when two guys have the ball the entire time, like if you're Reggie, like that's tough to yeah. to be a field shooter like that in the mm-hmm. corner and hit at a 37 plus percent clip, like when you haven't touched the ball for five straight possessions, like yeah, that's that's really more. that's really difficult. Um, I'm yeah, both both those guys are gonna have to step up defensively just to guard whoever is the best wing. I mean, you look at other teams in the West, like you look at what MPJ did against the Mavs the other night. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good game. You look at, you know, the Clippers who are in the the top six seeds right now. They've got two wings that are awesome. There's there's guys that are going to put pressure on our our wings. Um, what do you say to, to like Mavs Twitter talking about Luca's defense? What do you think about his defense as a player? And obviously, like this, this coming on the heels of Jay Kidd, who you mentioned earlier, 
saying in a post game presser, like this team is not built to play defense. Like, look, we're, we're going to have to try and outscore people, which is a complete 180 of last year's team who was second in defensive rating in the league behind the Celtics. So their identity changed very, very quickly. But what do you think of Luca as a defender? I think Luca is capable. Yeah. And I think he showed, he shows in spurts sometimes that he can guard somebody. Right. You know, he's good at anticipating passes and getting steals. Um, but overall, like, you know, he's no he's no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, you know. Of course, of course. He's no Dorian Finley Smith. Like he's not one of those type of, you know, scoring guys and then he can play defense too. Like, but um I think overall, with a guy like that that can score the ball and do the things he he needs to do for his team on a on a night that all he needs to do is play position defense. He needs to make sure he's in the right spot when it's time to rotate, you know, yeah. maybe playing like team defense. As long as he's good at that, then we can deal with that. You know, you can deal with that as a team. And as a teammate, you can deal with a guy like that. But if you're just a guy that's just don't play, that don't try at all, then that's when the problems kick in, you know. So, yeah. And I don't necessarily see that. You know, sometimes, you know, I think he's been pretty good lately about just the effort on the defensive yeah, that's side. that's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah. if you're giving me an effort, you can deal with that. Like, I can deal with that. I can deal with my franchise player giving me effort, knowing that, okay, he's not a great defender, but right. he's giving me effort to play defense. I can deal with that. As a coach yeah. and as a as a player, him being my teammate, I can deal with that. Yeah. For sure. Um, so do you – I mentioned Justin Holiday. Do you think, like, Kevin Love just got bought out by the Cavs? Mm-hmm. We, we – um. We had Marcus Aldridge had a tryout with the Mavs on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, do you think like there's another piece that this team needs to go get? And obviously the only way they can do that is in the buyout market. Um, mm-hmm. I think we we talked about the wings, but like to me, the the glaring hole on the defense on the defense right now is our bigs. Mm-hmm. And and that the rim protection simply isn't there. I mean, the Timberwolves, I think, went 21 for 21 in that game in the paint. Or no, maybe it was the Nuggets in the in the the next game, but the Timberwolves also worked us in the paint. Like, and they didn't even have Carl Anthony Towns out there, but Rudy Gobert was perfect from the field. He didn't miss a bucket. And, and that's because we had a lack of rim pressure and protection. And obviously, yeah. I'd like to see JaVale out there more. Yeah. I'd like to see him out there more. Dwight gives you the energy. He's going to roll hard. You know, he, he's a, he's a better player for their offense. Yeah. You You played with Dwight, right? Yeah. Early. You play with both, yeah. Um, yeah, I play with the JaVel too. So um I think for defense, JaVel is better because he's taller, he's long, he's a shot blocker. Right. But it's tough because you can't you can't have him out there at the same time though. It's it's nah, no way. <laughs> right. No way. You don't have enough but, shooting. Yeah. But you could play him and Christian together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was talking to one of my boys about this. It's like you like you got guys like Derek Favors that's still out there. I don't know what yeah. he's been doing. I don't know if he's in shape. I don't know. I haven't heard his name from nobody. I haven't heard his name about anything. So I don't know what his status is. But you got a guy like that that is a he's a rim protector. You know, he still he still got a little. I mean, talk about like back to him. Back in the like, day, one of a beast on the boards, one of the best yeah. rebounders I've seen. Also, That's I think he man. I think he was top five in steals as a big man one year, which is like. That's what I'm saying. So you got a guy that can that can play defense and he's an offensive threat as yeah. well. He's a guy that can finish, he can roll, he he can catch lobs, like he 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 can do multiple things. So 
you know, and I haven't seen him with nobody. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't know his status. Sure. I don't know where he's at, but he was a, he's a guy that I would definitely like bring up to like, Hey man, what's up Derek favors? Like I yeah. like LaMarcus Orridge. I play with LA and Portland, you know, great score. Can, you know, he's from here, he's from Texas. Right. I'm a Longhorn. I love LA. He's great. Yeah. yeah. He's great. So you Legend. know, if you, if you can get a guy like that, but you know, is that going to solve your issues? You know, with right. He's LA. not playing more than he's not playing more than twenty minutes in a playoff exactly, game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, is that going to solve your issues with with the LA today? I don't know. And now LA back in the day, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sign him, sign, sign him today. Like bring him in right now. You know, that's that's my guy right there. Like he's, you know, he, he he's a he's a a game like a team changer, like a franchise changer. Yeah. You know, you bringing him in with Luca and Kyrie, you talking about the big three. You know, it's another big three in, in the league again. So, but um, but what you need right now, you know, you just you, you need a like you say a defensive presence at that five spot. You know, bringing Maxi back, but Maxi, let's be honest, is really just a four. Mm. You know, he's not a five. He's not big enough to be a five to me. Right. Um, he's more like a weak side rim protector as opposed to yeah. a guy that's actually gonna like My deal shots. with Jokic in the paint, basically. There you go. And yeah, that's what you got to think about when you playing these Timberwolves and you playing. Um, Who knows what the late what like if the Lakers go on a run here, you have exactly. to deal with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, yeah. <laughs> even even Doma Sabonis, like that guy, he mm -hmm. he works people in the paint. He's physical. Oh, no, he's physical and he's good. Very so, good. Yes, yes. So you know, so you you're going to have to have somebody like that, and I feel like Derek Favors to me out of any of them, even with Kevin Love, you're still not going to get that presence. Right. Kevin Love is not no defensive stopper. He's a He's a stretch forward that can play the game and can rebound. Yeah. But he's not about to be blocking shots and doing Right. You could play Kevin Love with JaVale. You could put both you of them out there. With, you could play him with JaVale for sure. Right. Yeah. But we have C. Wood, like you said. Like, he just. Right. So, bringing in Kevin Love is like, like, there wouldn't be. I don't know, because you got Christian Woods. Who does that already? So, yeah. you can't really bring. I, I don't see that being a fit. I like Kevin Love, but I don't see that being a fit for what they for what they really need. So I was the only person I know out there is Derek Favors or yeah. um Hassan Whiteside. Whiteside. Okay. Whiteside's still out there too. He's definitely he's definitely a real protector. Yeah, he, he certainly is. Definitely a real protector. Not a great free throw shooter, but what is that? No, there ain't too many of those bigs out there that can do that. No, that's that's Jokers true. And Joel Embiid and <laughs> yeah, yeah. What so 60 games through the season, mm -hmm. so 22 left. First off, is that is that not ludicrous that like they had to play 60 games before they get a break? Like, why is that not coming at the 50 game mark? That's how it used to be. You know, you come back, you got about 40, 41 games, 40 some games left or 30 high thirties. Should I say? Yeah. People you're are still so acting like it's right a mid season break. Like it's absolutely not. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Things are a whole lot different now. Should I say? Sure. You know, so, you know, so what do they got to do with these, these last 22 games? Like what record wise, like, what do you think? They need to be at. What would you expect from this team? Out of these twenty-two games, I, 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 they, they can't lose no more than ten games. Okay, they can't. They can't. If they do that, they might find themselves definitely in the playing game for and sure, maybe, and maybe on the wrong side of the playing game. <laughs> yeah, it might be yeah. too far down. You know what I'm saying? Trying to fight, you got to now. You got to fight extra games before you even play into that first round. So, you know, you don't want to be doing that. So. um yeah, like 15 know. and 7 or something. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah, it would be real nice. And it's doable. Yeah. It's doable, you know, especially with the type of team they got. But, 
they still missing that one piece, you know, you know, hopefully they can figure something out over this break and get somebody in there and, you know, who knows, you know, what, what, what can happen during this time, but they definitely need uh, some more defense. Yeah. Much needed rest. Got a lot of guys banged up. Timmy missed the last two games. Maxi heard, obviously. Luca's been in and out. Kyrie missed that last game. So hopefully everybody comes back refreshed, ready to go. We get that 15 and seven record in the last 22 games. Um, Raymond, before we leave, just a quick, quick thing for you, man. What's up with the what's up with the Tar Heels? Ooh, man. My Tar Heels, man. My Tar Heels. They uh they're struggling, they're inconsistent, you know. Yeah. And I think um, you know, a lot to do with it is just just them being tougher, you know, they yeah. need to be tougher. You know, I wish I was closer because I probably been on went down there in that locker room and raised hell. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I'd have been on went off on them real, real quick. You know what I'm saying? Just letting them understand the culture that that was built way before I came and then the culture that we continued when I was there of just grinding. Like it wasn't perfect for us either. Like, you know, our first season we made we made the NIT. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we we grinded. You know, we grinded. You know, we 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 went through some stuff to get to that point as juniors to win it, you know. I then my sophomore year, we lost to we lost to Texas, the Longhorns, when they had um uh Royal Ivy, um, yeah, PJ Tucker, um Mouton and you know that they had a they had a good team. PJ still in the league, dude. That's why right. I know that's crazy, right? So just the just the um just the things that we went through, like we was we was battle tested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like last year they went through some stuff last year. And I felt like they was battle tested, but they didn't capitalize on that. They didn't take that into the summer of grinding and you know feeling that pain of getting there, yeah, and not winning and wanting to get back. Like you know, I don't know, like just yeah. But they were, an, you know, they like you think about it. They were an underdog last year. Like they came in right. as an eight seed. Like right. I liked them a lot because I saw a lot of talent in them. Mm-hmm. So I think in a, in a numerous brackets, I had them going deep, but and they got there. But like they they weren't necessarily supposed to be there. So I think like that, that sometimes I can imagine it being, Oh, you know, we look at us. Like we're good. We're, we're good. Like, okay. We lost Brady Manic, but no big deal. Like we'll be back. Right. But that it don't necessarily work that way. Right. Like it was just one of those things where if you get there, you you, want to finish it. Yeah. You want to finish, you know? And, you know, I think that's the, that's the, that's the hard part about it. Getting there. And then getting there is then finishing it off too, right? You know? Um, but they just got to be tougher. You know, that's yeah. that's that's all I can really put on it. They got to be tougher. You know, what I'm saying they got to be tougher, and you know, I think everything else to take care of itself because the talent is there. You know, the coaching is there. Mm. They they just got to be tougher. I don't think yeah. there's nothing else Hubert can do as a coach to 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 help those guys. You know, they got to have some type of grit about themselves, you know, and until they do that, they're going to keep playing up and down because one minute you'd be like, oh, and that's the Carolina team I remember from last year. That's the team. Right. That's the team I like. And then you see them play the next two games and it's like, who is this team? You know, so that's <laughs> yeah. why sometimes it'd be hard for me to look at because it's like being a, a diehard Carolina guy to the day I die. Like it's, it's hard to see sometimes the, like the effort, that they put into it. They don't put the right type of effort. And I know some of the the older guys that's older than me and some of the guys who play with me, 
like just looking at the same thing, like, man, what the, you know, what the hell? Yeah. Like, what, what, what are y'all young boys doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. If I was still living in Charlotte, I'd probably definitely don't be no drove down there. Yeah, I think definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, been, I had a conversation. I'm, and I'm real close. I was talking to my boy, Marvin Williams. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about that. He was like, man, I'm, I think I'm going to take a drive down there. That's what Marvin was saying. I was like, yeah, I, I was thinking about doing a Zoom call. Right with the, with the whole team and just like letting them have it. It's too bad Marvin's not playing in the league anymore. He'd be a great pickup for the Mavs. Ooh. Guy, a wing yes. who can shoot. Yeah, he's got some good size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he was great. He was great, man. Um, Raymond, appreciate you joining the show, man. Excited to to talk more hoops with you. Um, one one last thing, because I gotta I gotta feel this out a little bit. But LeBron, all time points leader, is right. he the goat? <laughs> he's the goat for this era. Okay. He's the goat for this era. For is sure. he your he's not your goat though? My goat. I can't call him my goat. MJ's my goat. Yeah. You know, and I'm not just saying that because like I grew up watching MJ. I right. grew up playing playing against LeBron. Right. So, you know, it's kind of hard to call him my goat when we played against each other. We the same age. Yeah. So, you know, my goat is MJ. His goat is MJ. Right. You know what I'm saying, but to the kids now, LeBron is the goat. You know, it's but you're hard. but you're a believer in the like it's one or the other because I know a lot of guys that played, like look man, a lot of guys that I've talked to say Kobe, and and I, I got to respect. Yeah, That's I got to respect that so, answer. So yeah. like that, and I and I tell people that I have so many debates about this. Like I said, a lot of y'all keep talking about LeBron, MJ, LeBron, MJ. Y'all forgetting about Kobe. Right. Like a lot of people think Kobe is the goat. You know, I I talk to a lot of kids now that that I coach at AAU, and they like, man, Kobe the goat. Like, I know LeBron got the scoring champ, but they like Kobe the goat. What can I say to that? Right. You know, I mean, when I went, these these are younger kids. Like, these are kids that you would think that you know they ain't grew up with me, so they like, okay, these like they grew up watching Kobe and they grew up watching LeBron, and they feel like Kobe is their goat. You know, I mean, I I I went in the back. I went in the backyard. I was. I was trying to be Kobe, you know, Dirk was my favorite player. I grew up in Dallas, like, but I wasn't mimicking him. I wasn't doing, I was doing a, a, like left short corner over the, (laughs) over the shoulder, fade away to the, you know, to the left, to the fall into the right side. Like I wanted to be Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And that's every, and he played on, he played on a team we, I hated growing up. Right. I hated the Lakers. And that's what's funny. So, yeah, you know, uh, I think iconic guys like those three, yeah. I mean, everybody's going to have who their number one goat is. But to me, all three of them are goats. And For sure. that's what it is. Uh, no, and then Le- LeBron is the goat of this era. All these kids that's coming up now, that's in that that four years old to about about 15, 16 years old. That's 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 all that's all LeBron. Right. Some of those some of Steph, those Kobe. Maybe Steph too. Some of those Kobe. Well, they definitely a lot of it's a lot of stuff fans. Yeah, you, you can you can you can throw him in there, but just to put the goat part of it, you can't put him up there with them guys. Right, you can't put him up there with with Kobe, you know Kobe and all of them. But um, yeah, LeBron, LeBron is a goat. Kobe's a goat. MJ's a goat, and MJ is my my goat because I never played against him. He was a guy that I watched growing up as a kid. A guy that you know when you go outside, like you say, when you go outside, you imitating somebody. 
Right. That's what I was imitating. Well, UNC, the UNC connection too, like. Yeah, that too. But, you know, like just not even, even with that, like before I even met him. Right. Anything like he was just the guy that I would go outside and I would, I would imitate. Like I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be like my dad, but if I had to pick somebody to who, who I wanted to be like that was playing in the NBA, I mean, Michael Jordan was everybody. When come, when come fly with me, that, when that, that movie, that tape came out, that was like gold. <laughs> that was gold. So, you know, like for me as a kid and for me, MJ is my coat, is my goat. But, you know, is is Kobe a goat? Yes. Is, yeah. M, is, is LeBron a goat? Yes. That's yeah. how I would answer that question. And there I know some people are like, well, you only got to pick one. No, I ain't, I ain't got to pick one. I, 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 I mean, you can do whatever you, is. you can do whatever you want. Mine, exactly. I know who mine is. But then also I know these other two guys, they are the goat too. So. Yeah, that's how that's how I would answer that question. There you go, there you go. Uh, yeah. I love I love the thing about your dad. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Oh, appreciate it. Um, all right, everybody. All star break. Go get your rest, your relaxation. Get down to Mexico. Um, <laughs> and we'll we'll be back next week. Mavs play the Spurs next Thursday, but obviously watch the All Star game. Luke is going to be in there. Kyrie's going to be playing as well. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, Mac McClung's gonna win the dunk contest for anyone that's gonna watch that. I'm telling you, I, I probably won't. Watch, I probably won't watch it. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Raymond, thanks for joining, man. And uh, we'll we'll see everybody next time on Believe in Maps. You know it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.